0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonsoir,
1: Angie. Bonsoir,
0: Simon Marcel. How are you this evening?
1: I am on fire.
0: You are on fire. I love it. When and I get to
1: see you and see Jill and Jordan here at night. Yes, we have so much fun in the
0: Ula La studio. We're talking love and romance and dating. Speaking of dating, Simon, <laughs> you're telling me a story because you were supposed to have a date over the weekend and it didn't I happen. Was. What happened? You know,
1: I just a shootout because I've had enough by the way, of this system. So a friend of mine set me up with this person, mm-hmm. a lovely lady. And she seemed very enthusiastic about going to dinner with me on Saturday night. We set up a very nice restaurant. Uh-huh. And uh, so she said, amazing, and I'm so looking forward. So,
0: She seemed really into it, well, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then she you remember, she was, at first, gave me multiple dates time. Yeah, like, I really... can do
0: this day at this time or this day. At... I'm like, woo, she really wants to go out with you. So I was really
1: excited. Yeah. Okay, and then here's what happened. She texted me. She texted me, hey. On Saturday. On Saturday afternoon. Hey, uh, I decided to go see my parents for the weekend. And so, uh, rain check. Rain check. Rain check. Oh, boy. And because it was raining, she says literally. And that's it. And that's it. What did you say in response? I said, have a good weekend. Wow. That's it. See,
0: to me, like, so this was just hours before
1: you were supposed to go out. I was all bummed out. Yeah. Of course. I don't
0: blame you. It's never good to get, like, dumped when you're excited for a date, you were ready to go. You
1: know what bugged me the most is don't... Get me all excited about you, excited to to meet me and having dinner with me. And the restaurant is great. And then just decided, like, you can decide to have dinner with me or go see your parents. But it was, like, last minute. And then rain check and no explanation.
0: I, I'm going to tell you what I think she yeah, really what do you think was she, what, saying. What's wrong, Because I don't MG? think that that's the real deal. I'll tell you what I think.
1: I want to hear because you're a great translator.
0: Well, th- I think I know what that meant. And then there's a lot of things that we women say sometimes. Rain check? And, and we don't what's really What does that mean? mean is is rain, that the weather? I, I, no, it's like a business thing. Like, really. I mean, that's not what you say to somebody you're going on a date with. Like, rain check? Come on. There's no follow-up? I don't know. No. We're going to talk about that. What are you saying? What are you really meaning when it comes to dating when we return on the rendezvous Welcome back to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, I am so bummed out for you.
1: Thank you, Angie. You're supposed to
0: have a date on Saturday. I was. You get a date Saturday. You get a text Saturday afternoon from the girl saying
1: what? Saying hey, hey there. I hate the hey there. Hey there. I decided to go see my parents for the weekend. Dot. Uh, rain check. Literally. Rain check B- because it, it was rained. raining. And that, that's it. And I wrote, have a good week." So I
0: take it her parents live out of town, yes, if she went for no the weekend? Idea. Because this is what I think she really meant by that. I think she got a better offer to do something else that night. <laughs> You're right. And had to come up with some excuse. Because who decides at three hours before your date yeah. that all of a sudden I just decided to go see my parents out of town for the weekend? Nobody – you make plans to do that. There's other people involved. Like, why would you do that? Why can not she go – You know, it was Saturday night. She was going to go for the weekend, so you just were going one night to see your parents.
1: That's what she said. She going to see her parents for the weekend.
0: I think it was a lie. I think she went
1: with another dude. Either
0: another dude, or she wanted to, or she wanted to do something else. It's just like say what you really mean. But a lot of times, we women will say things to men, and it's not exactly like you have to do read between the lines. You need some secret decoder ring to figure out what we're trying to say. I
1: mean, you're the best, from Slater. I must say this. You know, I've no energy for you know. Almost a year. Yeah, and you translate for women, extraordinary. Well, because
0: I feel like I've said it all, you know. I feel like I've i <laughs> okay. used every trick in the book, yeah. so okay, I can well. I can smell it. But um, our friends over at YourTango.com actually put out this list, which I oh. totally agree with some of these things. Let's hear it. It's uh, things that women say to men and what they really mean. Let's just be friends. Have you heard that before?
1: Of course. Let's just be friends. Friend zone. Thank you. Uh,
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really, that means she's not into you, right?
1: Friend zone. It
0: means don't hit on me anymore. I just want you to be friends with me and that's it. Um, If a woman says, I like you, but when you get that but. Back to the
1: friend zone. Thank uh, you for playing. Yes.
0: And they're trying to let you down gently. It's like, I like you, but. But But, uh, I can't stand the sight of your face. Exactly. (laughs) Um, How about I need to go now? So, if you ever hear a girl say this, it almost certainly means you've made her uncomfortable to the point that she can no longer even be in your presence. Like, that's not a good thing at all. Agreed. Um, He's nice. When a woman says this, they're saying they're they don't really want to date.
1: By the way, he's
0: nice, and that's it. He's
1: nice, or she's nice. Men mean the same thing.
0: Yeah, not attracted to the you. Word
1: nice, forget yeah. about it. They have
0: to find something good to say because they can't say anything good about the attraction. So they'll say, "Well, they're nice. Yeah. I would never date them, but and they're nice." Nice, you know? is a romantic. Uh, and you're right. I think that works with men and women. Um, I'm not ready to date right now. What does that mean? Uh, it means I'm not ready to date. You. you. Exactly. <laughs> of course. I am ready to date if Brad Pitt walks in the door. I'm dating Brad Pitt, but I'm sorry. I'm not ready to date you Absolutely. right now. Okay? Um, your girlfriend is a lucky girl. What does it mean when a girl says that to you? Do you know what that means?
1: <laughs> it means that, you know, uh, you should stay with her.
0: No, it means I want to be your girlfriend. It means. Really? You think so? That's a way of her saying, I wish I could be with you. Like, oh, your girlfriend is so lucky because you're so amazing and I would totally date you. So,
1: in the guy's word, it means the contrary. It does. Uh, What does it mean? If you was a girl and she's trying to, you know, she was with a guy or she's with a guy and thinking maybe she's going to go with you and you said to a girl, your boyfriend is, is lucky to have you, it means in your mind, he can have you.
0: Oh, or, the, yeah, you're trying to say, hey, I'm hey, not going to be your it, side piece. Exa- yeah, Don't can, even think about I'm it. I'm not interested.
1: He can have you. But he you said nicely you. and you said, you know, he's a lucky guy. So that's
0: a way of sort of letting them down gently. Like, oh, your guy is really lucky because I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> is that the, That's exactly a nice way in, of saying in, in, yeah. the, in the guy's code.
0: Okay. Well, I, you know what? I never would have thought of that. You think I'm a good interpreter. Um, <laughs> how about saying uh, something like, let's keep things casual? Uh again, not that into you. Exactly. Uh, I, ha- I have a boyfriend. Uh, that means basically get away from me. <laughs> For sure. Th- like that's Or she doesn't have a boyfriend and she doesn't like you the and oldest. she's saying get away from me. I have a boyfriend.
1: <laughs> it's the oldest excuse in the world. Right. But they work. Of course they work because it's nice. Right. Yeah, you're with somebody, then the conversation is over.
0: Yeah. Well, if if well, before I was married, if guys would hit on me that I wasn't interested in, I would always say I have a boyfriend or I'm married or something.
1: Did you just remember, like, just you know, when I run down after this lovely woman down by the elevator because yes. I just saw on the side, and she returned, she was pregnant, so yes. you know, and I said, oh, and I said you're the most beautiful pregnant woman in the world. Very sweet. And she said you made my day, but it didn't make my day because you know I was so it's disappointed like, she was you know taken and pregnant. That might be for her, but
0: but that was very romantic that you ran after her. I thought that was sweet. Did, but she was such a beautiful but,
1: pregnant woman, and you
0: that? made her day because I remember when I was pregnant feeling like so unattractive. So to have had a, a man hit on me when I was pregnant. It would have been everything I
1: told you that producer the most beautiful woman ever. I just and then she was pregnant and still it wow. happens. It happens well, yeah, if you right. missed any of our
0: list of what we say and what we really mean, that list is on simon and angie dot com. more of the rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Our website is simonandangie.com. That's easy to remember. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can send us emails there anytime. If you need advice, love, dating, romance, relationships, marriage, whatever it is, we'll answer it for you. So let's go to the email with Bonjour, Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour.
0: This comes from Sasha from Springfield, Missouri. She says, Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Sasha.
0: This is kind of gross, but the guy I'm seeing has B. Oh, you know, body odor. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, stinky, stinky. He works out a lot, so maybe that has something to do with it, but it's real bad. How can I tell him uh, without making things really awkward between us? How do you have those conversations when somebody, maybe you kiss them for the first time and they've got bad breath or they forget to put deodorant on like every day it's a really sensitive subject when you're talking about hygiene so how do you bring that up simon what's a good thing for her to do
1: i think you you bring it up at a nice moment uh, you don't have to be too indirect about it because we're all supposed to brush our teeth we're all supposed to have deodorant so if you don't wear any of that if you don't take care of that it's against the other person in my opinion so there's a reason why this kind of unspoken kills the relationship i would say listen Uh, Maybe you should wear a deodorant. Really just point
0: blank like that. And you
1: say, what, do you think I smell? A little.
0: A little. A little. Like after the gym, you're a little extra.
1: And it would be nice for me.
0: I feel like a lot of times when people have like some personal odor like that, they don't even know that they do because they can't smell it on themselves. Well,
1: I I get that. But I think that if you're in a relationship and you want to please your partner's nose and all that. Right. Why don't you
0: go jump in the shower before we make out? How about that? Because
1: there's (laughs) nothing worse than being disgusted. By anything oh. like this, and then that it, can kill. It'll kill it. Kill it. It will kill it. The so desire. I,
0: I agree with you. You got to be straight up about that. Straight up. And if they get offended, be like, "Well, you are offensive with your smells. Yes. What would you like me to do?" <laughs> exactly. No, or
1: your bad breath. That's where you to yeah. brush your teeth and all that. Yeah. And, and, Sometimes
0: and, it's not their fault, but you have to let them know, like, "Hey."
1: And mm. that's what and trust is. That's what it's for. I agree with you, no, Simon. We can talk.
0: Keep it real. You got to keep it real. We all right. More of the rendezvous when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, I want to tell you um, about a conversation I had with a girlfriend of mine since we talk about love and dating and relationships here. She is dating a guy she's been dating for three years. Mm -hmm. Early in their relationship, like six months in, he cheated on her Mm -hmm. and he told her, even though he did it only one time. And ever since then, she still has a hard time trusting him when he goes out. Uh, If he gets a phone call, she's like, who's on the phone? If he's on his text nonstop, she's always, like, really curious, wondering what's going on. And she's having a hard time getting over it. And I feel like it's kind of unfair to him as well because it's been a couple of years. And she says he's done everything to prove that he's trustworthy. He made a mistake. I think his first mistake was maybe telling her a lot of people would disagree with that. But if you are never, ever, ever, ever going to do it again... This yeah. is kind of what happens. Do you think that she can get over that? If you know, it's already been a couple of years.
1: She can't do it alone, Angie. She, needs, she needs to go to a shrink to go to because, therapy. Because yeah, to go to therapy. Because once you've been intoxicated with the toxic fact, mm-hmm. such as I've cheated on you, it never disappears unless you clean it by talking about it like obsessionally with a shrink. You have to detox you yourself. You have to detox yourself. Right. You have to detox your mind, your heart, your emotions or it's like a poison until it's out it's there forever and it will make you suffer for the next 40 years so it's not what he does it's what she can do to help herself
0: yeah do you think they should go together or she should just go first she
1: has to go first because she's here's why Uh, i've been cheating on and i've cheated it's the worst crime in a relationship yeah okay so you are so upset You're upset he cheated on you. You're upset you didn't see it coming. You're upset you forgive him. Right. And every time, it's still on your mind. Right. You need to work on all those issues. No,
0: I agree. I I gave her the same advice that you did. Like, you need to see a therapist if you really want to make it work. To help you. And it happens a lot when you get cheated on. How do you trust somebody after that? Call us up. Let's talk about it. 855-905-8255. We'll go to the phones when we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon, Marcel. Bonsoir,
1: la belle Angie Taylor. Ah, Bonsoir,
0: bonsoir. We have people that need some advice, Simon. Yes. Let's go to the phones. Ambler, Pennsylvania calling. This is Ivy. Say hello to Ivy. Hey. Hey, bonjour, Ivy. Hi, Hi guys.
1: Bonjour. Hello. How are
0: you? I love you? your
2: accent, Simon.
1: It's uh, so sexy. thank you. For, oh, thank it
0: you is very much. sexy. So, Ivy, tell us yeah. what you need some advice on.
2: Yeah, I I have I have a, an issue. i my boyfriend. He's been my boyfriend for four years. Last year, we went through a really. I almost left him. He. I found out that he was cheating on me, mm. and mm-hmm. um, he apologized, and he was sounded really sincere, and I decided to forgive him, but. Yeah, I haven't been able to forget. I mean, if if he's late from work or mm-hmm. if the phone when a phone call comes and he turns away, kind of, I, I don't believe, I still think he's cheating on me. So I don't know what to do. I haven't, I've just been really keeping it inside and not talking to him. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I should say something. Um, I don't want to start a big fight. I don't want to hurt him. I don't know if I should trust him. I just don't know what to do. Ready? Well, first of all, I'm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, two things. Um, first of all, I'm sorry that happened. Two, when you like trauma, okay, you receive a mm-hmm. trauma in life, you need help. Usually go to the doctor, you do something. Uh, keeping it just for yourself in the silence of your heart's not going to help. It's just going to intoxicate your heart and your mind more. So that's when I would suggest to go to therapy because you need to reflect. You need to be able to expose the disappointment, the anger, the betrayal, mm-hmm. and maybe the hate. And, and free space for forgiveness. You can't do it alone. So I'm glad right. you called us because I think, Ivy, there's a chance to, to progress, but you need the help. So I don't know what Angie thinks, but I, I just think it's worth going to a therapist I agree. and see what, what you can do.
0: No, I agree with that, um, Ivy. And I also, you know, it's so hard when somebody cheats on you that you that you love and that you're with because, yeah. you you know, there are, you do, every emotion that Simon ran through, the hate and the love. Like, it's hard to love somebody and then still have these hateful feelings sometimes, like a, for what they did to you um, and get over those things. And I don't trust
2: him. That's what it is. It, I, well, just, and of you,
0: course. And you, yeah, but you'd made the decision to stop. So sometimes when, you know, somebody does this to you, it's hard to move on without thinking of those things But I always believe too, if you do decide to stay, you have to go all the way in And you have to really forgive, because you can't keep beating somebody over the head with something they did four years ago So that's on you, where what Simon said is true You really need to go, talk to somebody, see if you can't, if you can't get over it Then you're gonna have to like figure it out because he can't go through that forever, and neither can you. Does that make sense? So you think
2: we should go together? No, first you You first you first
1: you should go alone to express the anger and answer the three main questions: why did why did I why do I want to forgive him? Why do I want to stay with him? And is that good for me? Mm -hmm. Those three questions. And what happened? Four. And all those questions you need to answer with a shrink alone before you can even bring him to a couple therapy session.
2: But should I tell him I'm going? Should I I say Yeah, tell him that you're going. See if he's willing to go. That would be...
0: First, no, it doesn't matter if he's willing to go or not. You need to go. Even if you guys don't stay together, I think you need to go so that if you do get into another relationship, you're not still carrying this trust issue with you, this residual relationship. You know what I mean? So go for you. Tell him that you're going so that he knows that you're trying to, like, get beyond it so... All of that. And then talk to your therapist about how to introduce it to him and bring him in. Wow. It,
1: it's got, yeah, absolutely. you got to detox your heart. You know, your heart has been intoxicated yes. by the cheating, bruise, hurt, and bleeding. you got to heal. You got, And then you got to detox your heart. And that takes just a lot of talk with somebody wonderful mm-hmm. as a shrink. I'm going so, to
2: write that on my wall. Detox my heart. That's, detox I like that. your Thank heart. You.
0: That, I like that, too. Well, that's the way it goes.
1: Detox right. you know? your heart. I love detox, that.
0: Detox Thank your you. heart. Because he did what he did, but you're still dealing with it. He's not dealing with it anymore. You are. So you have to get that out of your system, okay?
2: I can't live like this. You're right. I can't live like this. you
0: can't. It's hard. I understand. But
1: forgiveness is the ultimate form of love. Yes. If you can forgive, you have truly found true love. So after all the therapy and all this, if you said, I'm free and I'm I'm willing to forgive, you guys are in good shape for the next 60 years. Right. God's willing.
2: Thank you so
0: much. You're welcome. All right, thank you, Ivy, so much for calling. We wish you all the best in therapy and in your relationships. Okay? I'm going to detox my heart. <laughs> detox your heart, girl. That's it. Thank
1: you. <laughs> you you're welcome.
0: Thanks for bye. listening to the Rendezvous. Bye, bye, hun. Thanks for listening, bye. and we'll be back on the Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir,
1: Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Go to
0: our website anytime, simonandangie.com. Lots of goodies up there. Also, that's where you can email us if you need advice on anything and somebody wants to play date or Or dump. dump. That is an email if you are in a relationship, you're dating somebody, you don't know if you should continue with this person or if you should dump them. Let us know what the problem is. We'll try Mm. to help you out. Absolutely. This comes to us from Rebecca. She's from Chicago. She says, Hi Simon and Angie. What would you do in my situation? In the past few months, I've definitely put on a few pounds, but nothing crazy, or at least I didn't think so. Well, my boyfriend apparently noticed because he told me that if I gain any more weight, he's not sure he's gonna be attracted to me anymore. I appreciate the honesty, but damn, I only gained 10 pounds. I'm upset, and I'm thinking of ending it. If he doesn't love me 10 pounds heavier, does he really even love me? What do you guys think? Should I date or dump him? Simon.
1: I think Rebecca, what he said was very offensive. What he said is unacceptable. And I think, uh, I feel, you know, really upset that a man would have told you that. So I think you have to dump him. I think a man who says if you get 10 pounds heavier i'm not going to love you anymore not want you anymore this is not re- we all get ups and downs so i i don't see love there i see hate uh, it's I don't really know what do you think angie well
0: but. i think he i mean if he's concerned about her gaining weight it's only 10 pounds first of all there are other ways of going about that with somebody without threatening your relationship and telling them you're going to leave them in the cold. It's cold. I agree with you, Simon. I think we both say dump. Dump. Definitely dump. But I want to talk more about this subject. It's sensitive when you're talking about weight, especially with a woman. Uh, I've been there in that situation. You've been there? Yes, where I have been told, um... Hello, really? couple extra pounds going on here. I'm going to tell you that story, okay. and a better way of going about it when we come back <laughs> okay. on the rendezvous. Welcome back to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we just had an email on date or dump from Rebecca saying she gained 10 pounds, not. She didn't think it was that big of a deal, but her boyfriend basically said, if you don't lose, if you gain any more weight, we're done. Mm-hmm. We advised her to dump Dumb. him because yeah. if he's that insensitive, about 10 pounds, I mean, every little thing you do, I feel like the sensitivity chip is gone there. Uh, there was a time. Yeah, you said there was a time y- when yeah. you had some issue with that? Well, I had, you know, when you first get in a relationship with somebody, you're like in amazing shape. You guys are like, ooh, having something. Then you kind of settle in. And you're sitting, you're hibernating in the house, you're eating a little bit more, you're watching movies, you're snuggled on a couch. I gained probably 15 pounds when Mm -hmm. I first, when Jason and I, like six months after we started dating. And so did he, though. But the way that he went about it, um, which no matter how somebody says that to you, it stings no matter what. But there is a smarter way to do it. And my husband was basically like, listen, we've gotten real comfortable and we've just been chilling on this couch eating. Let's both us like get back an awesome fighting weight and like let's go to the gym. Me and you. Boom. Let's go. And I kind of. At the same time was like, oh, damn, he's right. I know. I was hoping he didn't notice. But, yeah, and yeah. I knew it, too. You know when you're gaining weight. You don't have to have somebody tell you that because especially as women, we know when we gain weight. But if you're concerned, if it's a thing, do it in a sensitive, loving we're in this together, type of way. Not, I'm going to leave you in the dust.
1: But I like that. But when we come back, I have another question for you. Okay. That, on that very topic.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Do you want me to tell you to do it now?
0: No, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I can't wait to find tough out. Question.
1: Oh, a tough question about this topic.
0: Well, now I want to know what you think. Now I feel like I'm in trouble again. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let's talk more when we come back on the rendezvous. We're back with the rendezvous. So we got on this crazy subject uh, because of a date or dump where someone said that their boyfriend told him, hey, you've gained 10 pounds. If Mm -hmm. you gain any more, I'm out of here. I said, whoa. We both said dump him. Right, Simon? We did. Dump that dude, insensitive. I told a story about how I had gained like 15 pounds one time. Mm -hmm. My husband was like, hey, we need to both go to the gym because we've been slacking, which he was right. Doesn't hurt any less, but it came from a place of love. Okay,
1: and then and then that intrigued me. What would have happened if Jason was still at a perfect uh, weight for him, yeah. and you were 15 pounds heavier? Then I want to hear from you. What do you think? Well, if, you, if you were the only one and not both of you.
0: Well, I have to say honestly he say because he had gained weight too, but I didn't notice that he gained weight. He told me he did. I didn't know. To me, I thought he still looked exactly... It's harder, I feel like, to tell on guys when you guys gain weight.
1: So let's say... 15
0: pounds looks different on a woman than it does on a man, to me.
1: fair enough. But let's not skip the question. Right. What do you think he should have said if he was really the only one and not we. He
0: he should have still said the same thing. Like I've gained weight okay. too. Um, I had no idea that he had gained weight. But I like that he made it about both of us. Even if he didn't gain weight, like hey, you know what? I've been slacking at the gym. I'm not working out like I used to.
1: Maybe you know we should both go. Question number two I have for you about you know when things change because yeah. we get too comfortable. Yeah. Let's talk about we do. money for a second. Okay. Okay. What happens if one of the partner wants to spend because she loves or he loves life? Mm-hmm. More than the other. How do you say to somebody that they're spending too much without offending when both are working without offending or being controlled?
0: We're both working and somebody is just like going a little too nuts. I so think nuts. you, you have shopping. to be so straight up about that because, you know, money is the number one thing that couples fight about. Yeah. I don't want it to get worse. I don't want it to spiral out of control. So you really do have to just be like, hey, you're spending a little bit more than we should be spending either of us. So... Let's dial it back a little bit. Let's have maybe like one time a month where we go out and treat ourselves to something cool and not like once a week or every other day or whatever. Um, Let's reel it in. You got to keep on top of the money, I think, all the time.
1: Uh, Okay. And and the third question, I think, in relationships that is key from your women perspective is what happens if, let's say, over the last eight years – just for the sake of the argument mhm the la is not what it used to oh. be what do you say to jason if oh. if, if it's if, if, if getting it, stale yeah, or boring yeah just for the sake or... of yeah. <sighs> that's how a do tough you say one because to your boyfriend I, or husband
0: i have not been in that position yet um i don't know if that's coming at some point i don't know honestly how i would go about that yeah
1: I, try to think about a nice way well, to tell a man It's not what it used to be.
0: Well, I feel like I would probably do the same thing maybe in the same regards that I did with money. Like, hey, I have to be honest. If we're going to keep our relationship together and happy, we have to stay on top of any issues. I feel like maybe in the bedroom, we're not as sparked up ooh la la as we used to be. Like, how do we fix it? What can I do? To help the
1: situation. Do nah. I need to
0: do something different to get you turned on? Because maybe you're not turned on or I'm not. Like, what can we do? Like, it doesn't feel the same.
1: All right. Put Jason out the picture. Have you ever dealt with the situation with a past ex-boyfriend? I about haven't. This? You've I... never had- No. You've had only extraordinary lovers? Not All
0: extraordinary, but I've never had an issue where it was- to the point where I needed to speak up or I was unhappy because of our love life. I was never unhappy in my love life. I was always pretty content one way or the other, you when, know?
1: When time happens and the man is not as energetic, if you get my drift, as it used to be because of age right. or things like this right. or the yellow pill doesn't work, I'll, what do you think a woman should say? Does the
0: yellow pill stop working at some point?
1: Well, yeah. Because I'm heart. kind
0: of like relying on that yellow if, pill you should, for you later ages. You, you should. <laughs>
1: it should, But sometimes because of heart disease, you can't take it take as much.
0: Two. With a shot of whiskey. I don't know. There's got to be a way. Snort it. What would what? you say? Um, no, I would say maybe we should go to the doctor and find a, another way. Or like, you know, they have therapists that deal with those problems. That's true. Sexual, that true. Yeah. sexual problems. So I think I like with communication for everything, for the money, for the weight gain, for the sex life, like communicate, communicate, communicate.
1: You can solve everything with words. Right. but Right in a relationship. And you
0: can solve nothing with your mouth shut
1: true absolutely you know if there's a problem speak up but timing is important timing is when important never speak to your man on an empty stomach
0: oh, <laughs> when he has an empty stomach yeah on, on his empty stomach never he's grumpy? talk
1: to your boyfriend if he has an empty stomach cuz he's grumpy and he can't hear anything well that's a good tip you know and i'm one of them that's a I'm, good when tip. i'm hungry you know what happens
0: aren't you guys always hungry though like when are we no, supposed to say no, something no after dinner
1: <laughs> after dinner after lunch after breakfast
0: okay more of the rendezvous when we come back you're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Simon, we talk about love, dating, romance, yes. marriage, all of that here in the Ooh La, La studio. Mm-hmm. I mentioned a while ago that I am very honored that a couple that I know mm-hmm. that are engaged, they're friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is a coworker. worker uh, His fiance is also my hairstylist and has been for a long time. So over the years, we've all become really close. Mm-hmm. I've worked with the man for oh my gosh uh 10 years about um so we're all very close Mm -hmm. and i happen to be an ordained minister wow i became ordained thank you i became ordained two years ago we had a gay wedding that we did for the radio station Mm -hmm. and they needed an officiant so la-di-da here i am okay Uh, so the fact that friends have asked me that i know and i'm very close to uh, I love them as a couple. They've been together for a really long time. Um, and I know they're going to be together forever. They're just one of those couples. You know, you just know with certain people, right? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But I have a little bit, like, I'm really nervous about it because I know Why? them. Um, because I've never done a wedding, an officiated wedding. It's a big wedding, a couple hundred people. That I, that I know everybody at this wedding So I'm going to know the oh, people right. in the crowd Or the uh, the attendees Um, And these are friends of mm-hmm, mine So mm-hmm. even if we're not friends in 20 years There's pressure They'll remember the person that officiated their wedding So there's pressure that goes with it And I need some advice from you Simon Okay. Because I'm getting to the point They're getting married in a couple months Where I'm writing out part of the sermon I'm trying to make it personal mm-hmm. So maybe you can help me figure out Some extra special things sure. To say because you're it. a romance
1: I'm, I'm your humble uh, servant Yes, you're First all about romance foremost.
0: Yes, and I need your help in the romance department I'm here
1: to help, Absolutely. Okay, great,
0: great, awesome So let's talk about that when we come back on The Rendezvous Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So, Simon, I asked you uh, in the last break about this wedding that I'm officiating for friends of mine. Mm -hmm. They're close personal friends. This is the first time I've done friends. And there's a lot of pressure, a lot of people here that are, you know, I'm standing up there marrying people. It's serious business, right? Mm -hmm. So I have to write out the sermon part, you know, where I talk about their love and their time together. Do you have any advice for me, since you are the romance expert? When I'm talking up there about two people in love, do you have an angle? My idea is that I have them... Yeah, what's your idea? So I'm going to have them both write me a letter about what they love about the other person. And I'm going to try to incorporate that into the sermon. Like, uh, the things you love about them the most, how you first met, what you see for the future. What do you think I should say, like, in, if, okay. in those
1: terms? It's a great question. Here's, here's what I would... Uh... Recommend if I, may. I would be saying why for the first time of your life you said yes to do that.
0: Oh, that is a great idea. Oh my gosh, I'm writing this down. That's a great because, idea.
1: And how much you love them both, mm-hmm. how much you believe in both together, mm-hmm. how much all the years, not just yesterday, last year, but for all these years, you love them as human beings when they were single, together, and now married. And this is why you're saying yes to do that ceremony for them. And that's what the angle that I would take. I love that. I know, just and bringing make... back memories. Yes. Of them together that you've had. Right. And and I would bring a little just for for fun. For you know, fun. Yeah, a, a bit of ups and down also. Sure. To inspire us all, Angie.
0: Yes. That's and what I would do. I think that's a great idea. You like it? Uh, I'm a little nervous about making it too much about me and my part in their life. Um, you- I do want to talk about marriage. And, and things that I've learned. Sure. But I'm a little nervous about that. When we come back, um, okay. I, I need some more advice from you. I think this is amazing why I said yes. Yeah, why? I, yeah. You,
1: because by why? you doing it, it's almost like guaranteeing it. Yes, right? I'm, I'm you co-signing. Yeah.
0: It, Literally. It,
1: you're co-signing the lease or the <laughs> yeah, loan. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This is a lot of pressure on me, but uh, you're helping me already. So when but, we come back, more on helping someone get married, officiating. Mm-hmm. I'm officiating a wedding, you guys. Oh, yes. my gosh. When we come back on the rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. I'm Angie Taylor. So we've been talking about the fact that I've been honored and Mm -hmm. fortunate enough to be asked by friends of mine to officiate their wedding. I'm I'm an ordained minister. They've been together for a long time. People I've known for a long time, I adore them as a couple. But I'm so nervous because I know most of the people that are going to be at this wedding. It's a big wedding. And that's a lot of pressure. Because I don't want to screw up their day. They're so nervous as it is. And you gave me some great advice on, you know, the sermon. What am I going to say?
1: Well, one of the things that you should talk about, I think, is why for the first time you said yes. And that's your co-signing almost. You are co-responsible for their future happiness because how much you love each of them.
0: Yes. Separately. Why I love them.
1: First, and then why together. And why you believe in them. And that's why you want to, you know, be the one promoting this ceremony of getting married.
0: Okay, why I love them separately, why I love them together. Yeah, Do you think that I should and speak then, to their parents or you know, their siblings about why they are excited about these two as a couple, or should I just keep it more about them? I would keep it
1: real about them. Okay. It's all about them. But in your case, it's why, for each of them, the qualities as friends and the qualities they've had for each other for years and why you believe in them. I've been to some weddings. Yes. And I hear... You know, somebody in your role, and it sounds fake or cliché or déjà vu. Because
0: a lot of times it's the same thing it, you hear, and I want to make it more personal.
1: Voilà, make it more personal. It's it's that's why when it's personal, it is uh, touching. When it's cliché, you know, the same sentences, they don't the know the people. Readings, I would yeah. bring I would bring jokes. I would bring ups and downs, smiles and, and tears. Yeah, of them, and why I would build up the story. If I were you, here's what I would do. I would bring in five minutes the story of their lives okay. through the eyes of a best friend. Okay. And why the best friend that like you that. are want to marry them.
0: I like that. I, I think that's great. And you know? I am co-signing, like literally too. I have to sign a paper that says well, you are legally married. You are married in the eyes, I guess, of God. And I remember when my husband and I got married, uh-huh. one, of our, one of my husband's really good friends also is a minister, and asked Jason and I to both write a love letter about the other person and give it to the minister so he nice. could see how we feel about each other, Yeah, and he used some of our stories, the funny ones, in our wedding, because let's face it, if you're just going by the book, weddings can be kind of boring sitting there that, watching it. That was you're my You're just point. waiting to get to the reception. Yeah. I want to make it fun. So but serious at the same time.
1: Uh, it's the, one of the most serious decisions ever. You start a family like this. So, But I really think bring back in five, ten minutes the story of them and also I think that why for the first time in your life maybe it will be the last you've decided to, yourself to say yes to that demand you know, because you believe in the sanctity of marriage. I do. For people who really love each other just like right. you and Jason. Right. And I would bring that because – and I think – as an outsider who's been to many weddings, mm-hmm. I think more people should ask their best friends to do that than just, you know, people that don't know them.
0: Well, some people are very involved in their church. You know, they grow up too. in the church. They have they their pastor, child, right. you know, whoever their faith the, um, in, in that regard. But yes, if you're non-denominational and you're looking for just a random person, it's so easy to get ordained and make it more personal.
1: The biggest mistake you could do is make it picture perfect. Right. Without, and I know you will And won't then I'll because,
0: be nervous because I'll feel like I have to be yeah, perfect.
1: I would just say, you know, it's the, because the way you speak is so natural and real. And be, <laughs> I think it'd be easy. But what's your biggest fear out of all of this is that, Simon, that's my biggest fear. You
0: know, my biggest fear is that I somehow embarrass them or that I rush it really fast because I'm nervous or that it wasn't meaningful enough for them. Because it, I remember standing there. And hearing the things that were being said and i remember every moment of it and what i felt like and i want to give them so that feeling
1: i have a question why did they choose you because so if i'm in the crown mm-hmm. i don't know angie mm-hmm. teller okay and then here i see her why They've chosen you.
0: I think they chose me for a few reasons because I've been friends with them for a very long time. I know them separately and I know them as a couple very well. Okay. I'm ordained and they wanted to do non-denominational. Yeah. Which helps. And also I speak for a living. So they I think thought, hey, she'll bring some lightness to it. We know her. We don't just that go to the will. ordained minister in the phone book, find somebody random. So I'm really excited. And you actually helped me out a lot, Simon.
1: Well, I'm glad I did a little at least.
0: Thank you so much. You Should welcome. I get hammered before I go up there? No. Just to take the edge off. No, no, please Couple don't. Of shot, two shots no, of Jameson. You, no, 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 no nothing. No, okay.
1: No, 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 pure, pure. <laughs> pure.
0: <laughs> More of the rendezvous when we come back. Welcome back to the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. What a great show in the Ooh La La Studios we had tonight. Talked a lot about uh, what women say, mm-hmm. what women say, and what they really mean. Mm-hmm. Talking about that. Awful woman who ditched you on your date. Also, uh, rebuilding trust (laughs) after cheating. Uh, Simon, you gave me great advice on officiating a wedding. Thank Uh, you. We talked a lot about communication where you had a great Simon Says.
1: Thanks, Angie. Yeah, I I remember saying you can solve everything in relationships with communication.
0: Communication.
1: That is the elixir of love. Elixir of love. Communication is the elixir of love. It
0: opens everybody up, like a nice elixir, elixir made by Jameson or something. You open up, you start talking more,
1: exactly, and Just really
0: because you're you're not going to solve any anything if you keep your mouth shut, right?
1: Exactly communication at the right time.
0: Communication all the time. All the time, right? Um, So there's a lot to check out on our website. I just want to tell you, if you missed any of the show we just talked about, Mm -hmm. that is simonandangie.com. We have past podcasts from all our shows, from tonight's show as well. You can send us an email there anytime for Bonjour Simon Marcel, for Dater Dump, and also Simon on the FYI channel. Yeah,
1: thanks Angie. In Bed with Simon, if you haven't seen it, it's me inside a mall talking to real couples, uh, you know, on my bed, on that big king size bed. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. Real questions, real answers. You're going to laugh a lot. There's a lot of episodes. If you haven't seen them, SimonAngie.com.
0: It's the rendezvous on TV, basically. Yeah? yeah kind of, Well, it's half a little of bit, it. A on, little bit. It's only half because yeah. you're missing. I am missing, but I love your show.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Angie.
0: All right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is the rendezvous.
1: Bon nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit.